This is Running on Empty Book Review. I'm your host, Justin Odisho. And today we're going to be talking about Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. Uh, again, I don't want to do too many self-help business books because I think 99% of them are just filler, fluff, waste of time. But we're going to, this kind of de- delves into the territory of psychology a little bit too. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm kind of going through my backlog of books that I've read a good warm-up to build out this playlist. Hopefully give you some value first, something you might want to take and use rather than just jumping straight into literary fiction or something, or poetry, which, not that that doesn't have value, but this will be a good warm-up for this playlist. And that's kind of a lot of what this book talks about, actually, is influence, persuasion, and it splits it into not only how we can exert our influence, but also how we can know when things are being used on us to influence us. It's not necessarily sinister in the fact that these are psychological tricks, like something like the 48 Laws of Power kind of takes that more sinister angle. Uh, This is just more from a marketing sales type of angle. These things work as kind of part of human nature and psychology. And we know that they're working on us despite the fact, like kind of like the uh, things being priced at $1.99 instead of $2. We all know that it's $2 and yet it still seems attractive to us. So it kind of tries to examine why that works. Um, And it breaks it down into five or six principles here, which I'm gonna go over with you which are, as it calls it, the weapons of influence. So the first one is reciprocity, the law of reciprocity or reciprocation. This is give and take. And I'm going to kind of relate it to my own YouTube channel here. Um, Reciprocity is the need or the feeling, the desire to want to, you know, be even and square with somebody. Like if I do you a favor, you naturally feel indebted towards me. This is why it works so much. Um, For example, on my YouTube channel, I give out a bunch of free education and free knowledge, hundreds of free tutorials. Uh, It makes people want to repay me somehow. It It naturally draws people to feel, you know, in, in, not indebted, but, you know, want to do me a favor. And I get messages all the time like, hey, you've helped me so much with my video business. Uh, if you're ever in Florida, come swing by. I'd uh, you know, love to give you a coffee or something like that. Um, and it's not even, necess- like I said, it's not sinister. Some of the examples that he gives um, do talk about sometimes uh, how things are used unfairly, like um, oftentimes there's those, I don't know what the word for them is, but I don't want to call them beggars. But, you know, people who will give you something for free, which is of low value, and ask you, you know, for a quick donation or something like, oh, here's some beads or here's this photograph. And uh, in return, you give them more than that item was worth just because of the law of reciprocity. Um... I think this is a good one. It's good to know basically 
when you give, you shall receive naturally. Uh, the next one is commitment and consistency. This one talks more about not necessarily like doing things consistently or like being committed and consistent in the aspect of, oh, I upload every day to this channel or I work out every day. Not that kind of consistency, but more the consistency of character. Like um, in our mind, we don't want to have this dissonance between what we say and what we do. So if we say we're going to do something or if we happen to be doing something, we want to be consistent in our character. Um, I guess it's kind of along with breaking bad habits or being the type of person that would do something. Um, if somebody, and so this, the way that this could be used against us is, I mean, not against us, but on us, is if somebody were to say something like, hey, what's a beautiful person like you doing not wearing XYZ brand? Uh, and we want to be consistent with what a beautiful person like us would do. That's a bad example, but it also talks about how saying things out loud, like publicly stating your goals, um, makes you, again, want to be consistent with what you said because nobody wants to, nobody wants to not be able to rationalize their position in their head. The next one is social proof. This one's, again, uh, in the example of my YouTube channel, a quick way to go about it is uh, it's hard to start at first to build momentum, build an audience. And then once you get 10,000 subscribers, 100,000 subscribers, it's easier for someone to quickly glance at your channel and say, oh, hey, I'm going to subscribe too because all these other people are subscribed. Um, it's kind of a quick heuri heuristic, just like a lot of the things in this book are. Uh, for someone to say, all right, that must be good because 100,000 other people subscribed. So it's just a tool to allow people to think less. So using social proof, building social proof can be a great way to exert your influence, but also my, keep in mind how you use social proof in your own life as a heuristic. Like, oh, everybody likes Peter. That means... He must be a nice person or a funny person. Um, sometimes we tend to, rather than do the work of judging something for ourselves, just quickly use social proof. The next one is liking. This is, again, pretty simple. Um, we like things that are like ourselves uh, or similar to ourselves. Basically, if we like something, we're more... We're more favorable to to get along with that person or more agreeable with that person so this could come down to uh, in a salesman type of situation oh I like the same music as you oh we're both fans of a certain band or, or we're, we're both from the same university we graduated from the same place we're from the same city or state there's a certain bond there where we like someone more because they're similar to us kind of likeness and liking. They share our likeness and they like us. Um, here we see a little picture of a, this guy putting on a bird mask because he's selling to birds. 
Um, so similarity allows us, you know, we don't, it's harder for us to feel influence, if you want to use it that way, to things that are extremely foreign to us. It's actually easier for us too to not understand, not work along with things that we don't understand, things that are completely foreign to us. Um, when we can recognize and feel similar to things, we're more influenced and we're more influential by being likable, I guess. And the last one, the last couple, second to last one, the penultimate one is authority. Uh, this one, again, in regards to my YouTube channel, when you have authority, people will just kind of listen to what you say. He, like if you're the expert, um, the example that they use in this book is the famous Milgram study um, where they had a bunch of guys in, I think, you know, they had, it was an experiment where they took two groups of people, they segmented them, and then they had one being like the doctors or the officers and one being the people. And the, the authority figure would tell the person to administer a shock onto the subject. And due to the fact that they were the perceived as the authority figure in this experiment, um, people just did it, even though they knew they were giving someone a shock. Which I feel like we do all the time. I did that because the doctor told me to do it. I did that because so-and-so expert told me to do it. Like on my YouTube channel, a lot of times people will... In reality, I'm just a regular guy. I do have expertise in the softwares that I teach. But a lot of people will sometimes overstate. I see in the way that they perceive me in their comments. Um, like the other day I got a comment about someone asking me what, what computer I use, how do I manage my data, and even though these are personal solutions that work for me, they perceive me as an expert, and so they want to do the exact same thing. And uh, it kind of snowballs into itself, being perceived as an expert, someone will treat you as an expert, then you become more of an expert, it kind of like, which came first type of situation. Um, from, from my personal point of view, uh, you, can't, you can't really fake being an expert when it comes to knowledge-based things, you know? You kind of build expertise along with social proof, along with actually knowing what you're talking about so people will listen to you. So that's my take on it, actually. Um, and lastly, we have scarcity. This one you might have heard before, uh, especially in sales, like, oh, sale ends tonight. Sale ends in on uh, two days left of the sale, or limited time only, or there's only one in the world of this item. Um, so when things are scarce, we perceive them as more valuable. Another funny anecdote he, he puts is like, things being priced higher makes them, people want them more rather than things being priced cheaper. In some cases, like when it comes to jewelry, people just automatically assume the heuristic expensive is good. And I think that goes along with scarcity too. Um, so yeah, I've kind of skimmed over the main weapons of influence that he, that he talks about. This isn't the type of book that 
you necessarily have to read cover to cover, word for word, but it does have some interesting points in here that I think we all know are naturally true, and it might spark some ideas for you if you are. Well, you know, we all are subject to being influenced, but also perhaps you want to... I don't think this is the type of thing that anyone should, you know, purposefully try to do. It just naturally happens. We naturally build social proof. We naturally build authority. I actually think the best way to go about it is the authentic way, you know. If you want to be perceived as an expert, do the work to be an expert or talk about things that you're an expert in. Don't talk about things that you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, if you want to receive, give, 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 like give value to the world, help someone. Um, but yeah, that all goes into this whole worldview of, I mean, not everyone, <laughs> definitely not everyone. The world does not need everyone to be a salesman or a marketer. And, uh, not everyone should try to be a YouTuber or whatever the heck some people who read this might be reading it for. But that's psychology, the influence of persuasion, or the psychology of persuasion influence. Uh, I, I appreciate the psychology aspect behind it. If you enjoyed this video, check out my book club playlist for more. And we're going to continue reviewing more books, hopefully get into get out of the self-help and business realm, get into some deeper stuff. Thanks for watching. I'll see you guys in the next one.